You are listening to WMUA 91.1 Amherst. Welcome to Undercurrents. My name is Anne. I'll be with you for the next half hour. Our guest today is Junaid Mosaheb, and we are both international students at UMass Amherst studying psychology. After the pandemic hit, we both went in separate directions. I chose to fly home, but he chose to stay in the States. Today, we'll be discussing several issues such as remote education, travel, and American politics. If time permits, we'll be able to hit all these concerns. Sinead, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit further? Well, hi, yeah. Um, my name is Sinead, and thank you for pronouncing that so well, by the way, because oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was a so many people honest. get it wrong. I've been telling my, my professors uh, my name for like the past six weeks and it's still, they still get it wrong. It's like, come on, bro. It's just one. Out of curiosity, how do they pronounce your name? They either go Junaid or Junid. Um, there's a lot of Junid. <laughs> but I don't mind it. I don't mind it. No, I, I completely understand. As an international student, I my full name is um, translated from Mandarin. So... It's a lot of, you know, is it pronounced like this or is it pronounced like that? So I just kind of stuck with Anne. So mm -hmm. I completely get, that. get it. <laughs> but uh, Janae, would you like to tell everyone what your ear is, where your home country is, and more, maybe a bit more detail about your areas of study? All right. So um, I am currently in my last year at UMass, um, simply because I'll be doing a lot of uh, a lot of classes in the winter and all that. I'm just trying to end this end this thing as soon as possible. Um, and I'm from Mauritius, which is a tiny island um, off the east coast of Madagascar. And um, upon coming to the U.S., uh, I only met three people who've known it. So uh, I make sure to text these people often because I love them. <laughs> and um, and my areas of research right now, like in in the labs and all that, is uh, on borderline personality disorder, and also it, I'm in a lab that is um, doing research on numbers and psycholinguistics. So that's fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> for it is. Um, it's fascinating. For context, I met Janaid in the numbers lab that he mentioned. And I also, for further context, I also was not one of the people that knew <laughs> where Mauritius was <laughs> but now I do so it all worked out um but thank you for joining us again Janae we are very happy to have you and can you please tell everyone all the uh, all the listeners where you are now and how you ended up there oh so uh right now I'm in Austin because before transferring I used to be here and well that's where most of my friends are and upon um quarantine starting uh we decided to just move into a house together all of us so that you know we wouldn't be lonely uh for months and that worked out pretty well um my living situation is i'm basically kind of in the middle of a stairs in another room in a sort of second living room and i'm in a bunk bed with my friend but honestly it sounds horrible but it's great it's great um I'm, i have no comp no no complaints and yeah, um, Austin's pretty nice. It's getting colder right now, but the summer is, oh my God, the summers are rough. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just hell outside. But we're having imagine. fun, we're having fun and keeping sane. That's great. Thanks for 
enlightening us on our on your living situation. It must be a really big change to go from um, Amherst all the way to Texas, but you know, at least you're living your best quarantine life, and you're stuck in the states. But you, you know, you're you're making the best of the situation you have. But it's anyway, definitely the best it could be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It honestly, it could it could be a lot worse mm-hmm. from listening to other people talk it really could be a lot worse but let's start with our discussion questions so we have a couple of questions for you Janaid and we're just gonna go over them one by one if possible or we can just stretch out so 2020 it's quite the turbulent time for anyone and as international students we have a very special role because we see we both see play uh things play out on sightlines but we also are very involved in the masses in both of our home country and also our country of study, which is here in the States. So here's my first question for us today. What are the biggest changes you've witnessed in American politics from inside and outside of the States? And how has that positively or negatively affected you, especially academically? Mm-hmm. So two things um the the way i saw american politics from the outside uh, in in my country versus when i was in here it was very different of course uh because of my experiences here affected my view now um from the outside when i was coming here it was just like it was the dream it was like this is like literally the best place in the world and i finally can can study what i want and do like achieve my dreams and after coming here um it's been it's still relatively like that it's just uh there's the nefariousness of some some of the politics and the ways politics go um go by in this country has just kind of opened my eyes in terms of um what is being done to certain people how people can just uh accept these injustices and still have uh, still have as the cornerstone of the um, entire government like liberty and um, uh, justice for all and yet not doing that um, uh, the, the kind of hypocrisy was very um, it was very eye-opening um, I was very naive to think it would just be the country that would uh, just fix all my problems I suppose but then uh, I realized it was more of a, an experience uh, to be in it and to actually uh, decide which causes I would support so, and what I actually did believe in. So it did help me create a better worldview, in my, in my opinion. And um, yeah, it's just interesting seeing it now because it just, it, it's just, it's very, it's like a circus and it's very... <laughs> uh, like childish at points uh to a mo- almost surreal degree but um that you know it's like there's not even point in joking about it anymore because every joke has been made about politics and these people and whatever and and that was just sad kind of you know no i i completely understand where you're coming from um american politics is it seems very grand personally like from my perspective because like you, when I first came to America, I, for context, I lived in America, in California, um, when I was very small from all the way until 
I think it was third grade. So I had like a little, I, I remembered a little bit of California and it was like a very idealistic kind of view. Definitely no politics, but coming back here after so many years and seeing everything play out, it kind of really does shatter that, that you know, glow of the American dream for you. There really yeah. is, <laughs> there really is no good way to say it. America is um, a little bit messed up right now. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of issues. Definitely. For uh, context for our listeners, we are filming this on October 19th for me and October 18th for Junaid because there is a time difference. I am not in the States right now. Um, so there might be a little bit of a difference in what we talk about and what listeners are experiencing right now because we are filming this before the elections. So with that in mind, let's talk a little bit more about how American politics might be a little bit different from, or, or how, how should I say this, how American politics has impacted the way the coronavirus has been impacting your life. Hmm. So, um, like, the virus um, has has definitely been sort of a a, um, a way to see what how people are going to like act in a in in a sort of period where. Mm-hmm they counted upon uh, to do the right thing. And um, it's so strange how it relates to American politics, because if you just allow people to do things, of course they will, you know, if you just open up uh, places when you shouldn't uh, and the virus is still out there, people will tend to take that as um, we're allowed to do it. There's nothing wrong in doing it. And, um, there's that, and then there's the fact that some places are still closed, but people decide to individually, like, uh, actually go out there and still be acting stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> but, um, like, I, I, I saw the other day a, a friend, a friend, loosely friend, but um, I saw them post about uh, a party and how everyone should come to this party, and it's like do you know there's a pandemic going on? Like, why would you do that? It's just like, it's very reckless. It's, uh, it's very strange to see how people are dealing with it. There's definitely a lot of loneliness happening right now that is not being addressed um, by the politicians. And there's definitely agendas going on with the both parties. Uh, and I think everyone just wants to be reassured that their lives are going to be fine and normal um and not be told what to do and i totally get that but there's also so much uh so much to be said about public safety it's not being i don't think is being addressed as hard as it should be um yeah i don't know if uh, if that makes sense at all no definitely those points are extremely valid and I was hoping that we could elaborate a little bit more on the personal side effects that you've seen from what politics and what politicians may have done that have 
affected your interactions with people that you see locally? I'm talking maybe um, instances oh, of racism oh, or maybe like some like, kind of light discrimination or anything like that or anything that makes you feel mm. unsafe or uncomfortable. The main question here is that, that we would like to touch upon right now is whether you feel unsafe in the States and whether mm. you feel unsafe as a student. So um, when I came here, uh, I, I didn't get much discrimination in the first few months and mm -hmm. I... And my parents, when the women, I would call them. They would <laughs> almost jokingly ask if you've, if you, if they're racist or have you had any interactions? Are you okay? They would ask that because that's the view they had from from Mauritius of the United States. And I would tell them that no, there's not, uh, there's not many. It's actually, I've just been, I've been feeling welcomed. And um, a few months go by and suddenly just i get these experiences more and more uh like which i suppose was just me not being in not going out to um to too many places so i started doing that and when i did that the more interactions i've had the more i could see uh the thin veil of uh, certain discrimination that would happen um and i was surprised by that and like it made me really think about stuff uh especially in that context and again for like for like being a student specifically when the ban happened on um international students and they had to go home yes. uh like in the past 2 months i was just shocked by that and how easily that could uh that could happen e how easily someone could just say I don't want you here and suddenly they're supposed to go back home in planes that will be filled during a pandemic it like to me that was just straight up murderous it's like you know it's just like it was like I was I was just like there will be like statistically there will be a chance that people die doing this and you've just told people to do it so when that happened and i saw many universities actually giving a like a one um in-person course just so that they could stay in the university or stay in the country i was like i was really glad i was really glad about that um and you know some people could say that it was motivated by money or whatever but it still was a good thing all in all in my opinion mm -hmm. um yeah so when that happened it was exactly during the time that these um, the protests were happening, the Black Lives Matter protests were happening yes. and all that. And um, I, I didn't, um, I always supported it, but I just didn't um, take any action in my opinion, like before, like go to the protests and all that. So when that happened to me, um, and like the ban on international students, I realized that I was like, I had to be more active um, in a way because directly now that discrimination, I could feel it. Uh, it is definitely not the same, but it's just like, I understood what it meant to just be like, you know, valued less uh, by a sort of, by a system. And from then on, I was, I'm very like, uh, involved or try to spread the word about many of these 
issues and it definitely was something that that opened my eyes uh, on a lot of the American politics and how a lot of international students, myself included, and a lot of people of color just feel like outsiders. Um, and it's strange, like looking at it from a more objective point of view, you get, you, you start feeling uh, like, indeed, yeah, you, you are um, treated differently, you know? Um, yeah, and that definitely was, uh, was a strange experience at the beginning. Like it was, this all was happening while we also couldn't go out of our houses. <laughs> so you had, you had time to just think about it a lot inside your room, you know, just like yes, what is right and what is wrong. Definitely. That was very well said, very eloquent. And I completely agree that the recent protests that have been just popping up everywhere in 2020 have been extremely eye-opening in cases of discrimination. And there, in my personal experience, I am, I am Asian, I'm Taiwanese. In my experience, I, I've been attending a lot of forums from UMass that have been either just generally about race, uh, race, gender, and COVID-19, or there have been a lot of Asian American forums on how we can tackle racism together in terms of what we experience and also what BLM has to offer. And many, 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 many things like that. And it's just been, I would say, a very interesting experience in seeing how so many kinds of racism, like all, actually all types of, uh, of racism are just indefinitely just bound together. And how COVID-19 has really shown us what racism means, especially in right. the um, But speaking of traveling, what was traveling domestically like for you? Because this is like a complete topic change, but we are a little bit short on time. And I would love to let our listeners know what traveling was like for everyone that has just been staying in their houses. We envy you. <laughs> Um, traveling for me at least was a very scary experience because it was international but Janae would you like to start us off with how you flew over to Texas okay so um, the thing that I, I started by um, the whole two months I was in inside the house didn't do just went to the grocery store came back and just like completely um, isolated and then I knew I had to move because uh, my lease was over you know had to move and that was a terrifying thought, but um, then I went on Facebook because I needed someone to drive me to, to Boston, which was, again, like, that was dangerous in itself. But I asked the person um, if they could get tested and everything, and they surprisingly said yes, and they, they let me come into their house and come into, into their car, and they drove me to, to, um, to Boston. And that guy still my friend because the three hours in a in a in a car ride i was like we just got close he was great and then going to the airport just seeing how everything was barren was strange and everyone had to have masks and everything and i was glad that you couldn't even enter without without one which is great um 
I decided, you know, to just uh, have everything covered, just like looking like a complete, uh, looking like a almost soldier, really. <laughs> just like everything is covered in my face. Uh, but yeah, and then going into the plane um, was very strange because you would, you would think that, oh, every seat in the middle would be empty. But I was surprised to see that, oh, some of them just filled in like when oh. I would like, yeah. And like, I would try to get the cheapest flight, of course. I'm a student, geez. And uh, I would go to the back and it would just get more and more filled. At some point I was just in one line. Um, I, I was in a, in a section where almost every single one was filled, but then I went into my line and thank God there was uh, the two seats next to me was just empty. Like, I didn't even understand how that happened, but that, that was great. So the whole time I was just anxious on that flight. It was three hours. And as soon as I landed in Austin, my friend picked me up. And then from then on, we have, uh, we have completely stayed quarantined. And, you know, as soon as I landed, I, I decided the next day to take a test. And thankfully it came, came negative. But yeah, it's, uh, like, I just wonder how airlines even put uh, the regulations in place. You know, there's so many pictures of people just putting it under their nose or uh, just not having one entirely. Some, I think, senators went on flights and they just didn't have any mask. And I'm like, <laughs> you're supposed, you're the ones making the rules here? It was, uh, it was surreal. It was surreal. It is. It is very surreal. Um, <laughs> I... I had a very bad experience with my flight because the the flight that I first had from um, Amherst, not Amherst, from Boston to another part of the States, my first domestic flight got canceled and Ooh. they did not alert us that it was canceled. I had to find out online because when I went online and tried to look for my flight, it was gone. And that was, wow. that was not a good time. I know a lot of other international kids that flew back the day UMass decided that they were going to start doing remote education the very mm -hmm. day. So I have a couple of friends that just, once they found out, they packed up their bags and they told everyone that they were going to go, or they didn't even tell people and they just got someplace for their storage situation. They just left. Luckily, wow. I had a couple of friends in California and we were able to store everything in one place together before we left. Um, but the whole canceling flight situation got me really on edge. And of course, a whole international flight where it's 12 hours long of just intense anxiety because you don't know if you're going to get it on the plane. It was a lot to, it was a lot to handle as well. Um, but generally, honestly, okay, what do you think about the way that our local areas has handled things? I think that in terms of handling the situation i think umass did like a like a solid job i would say from like mm -hmm. in between mediocre to solid <laughs> it's it, yeah universities it's it's a weird line because yes it's like it's like oh okay we have a virus we're gonna do remote uh but also you know especially like in austin though they you let those kids come back you know, it's like, mm -hmm. did you not realize they would, uh, they would just be socially starved 
and this would be inevitable you know what i mean yes it's like <laughs> it's encouraging people to come but also telling them hey we believe you'll do the right thing and it's like i could have told you they would have not done the right thing it's very you know? optimistic it's very optimistic but in a small town um perspective i do believe they've done much better yes um in terms of containing it and like the availability of tests and the fact that uh, lower population means you can take it more regularly or you can you know more people can get tested and i think that's great um so i do believe umass has done a better job um but again i think people just around just people staying in houses or whatever complexes or university buildings should have just stayed home like that that would have been the safest thing to do mm -hmm. that definitely would have and mm -hmm. i completely agree with all of your points you have hit them on the spot because we have a couple of minutes left i would say around maybe like three or four the last mm -hmm. thing that i want to ask you today is whether you have any thoughts on how remote education has been for you so far? Is there any improvement that you would like to see or are there any really great things that you just want to highlight that UMass has done? Um, okay, so like my classes, I've been blessed because the, the teachers in them have been really good. They, they have been really uh, like on it and just like um, everything has been fine they always uh, alert us uh, about things tell us about assignments and everything they, they're very lenient if uh, something is late um they also are very good at zoom meetings uh like uh, discussion based classes that i have at least have been uh, very productive and to me there's two ways of seeing that you can like it's very op optimistic in that uh i'm learning the same amount or you could see it as if this was in person, I'd be learning so much more because if they're good, if they're that good online, oh my God, how are they, how would they be um, in person? Yeah, definitely. But apart from that, I, I, I've been satisfied, but uh, I know of so many people that just have so much trouble. Um, I have a friend that is doing a sculpture class and how do you do that from home? Like you're supposed to, he's supposed to just put his, uh, camera to his workbench at, at all times during the class and she will grade it the teacher will grade it just based on seeing things happening you know that's how that's how uh, the sculpture class goes but that that must be just so unproductive but you would have to ask him i suppose <laughs> no definitely <laughs> that that sounds pretty unproductive um yeah. i think generally in terms of keeping everyone updated umass has been doing a pretty solid job. I feel that mm -hmm. as, a, as an international student, we receive weekly emails on updates, on any updates that there might be. And I think they've done a pretty decent job of informing us and trying their best and making sure that, you know, our, like if our classes, if we don't feel comfortable in any of our classes, there is a space for us to go to. But I would love to see some more I don't know, I would love to see some more interaction from international students. I think a lot of it is on a, like a no by no basis. If you know that this thing is happening, you might pull some other international kid, but generally the community isn't very, probably because we're scattered all over the place, the community isn't very like, it's not mm -hmm. very tightly knit. So I think that's one improvement I would like to see from 
the international headquarters in UMass, but we'll see how that goes generally. I would give it like a solid A minus. You know, A minus is good. A minus is good. I, I would even go to like I would say B, but um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> I I would I would say that yeah, they definitely we should get more together to to like talk about our experiences and just become closer. Um, because our experiences are so unique in that uh, mm-hmm. department. Um, yeah, and I think that a lot more activities could could happen between us. Definitely. All right. So we have that's all the time we have. Our guest today was Junaid Mosahev, and we are both international students at UMass Amherst. This is Anne. Thank you for joining us on Undercurrents. You can follow us on our very new Twitter account for updates on new episodes. Our handle is at Undercur, Kerr with two R's, W-M-U-A. Hit us up with questions, comments, happening, and anything you want to hear about in upcoming shows. You're tuned in to WMUA 91.1 Amherst. Stay safe, wear a mask, and eat your veggies. Sinead, you want to say anything to the crowd before we make our leave? Uh, thank you for for having you on this show, and hopefully we we can do this in person uh, at some point in the future. Of course, we all do. And thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time.